What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jurgen and the only podcast about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm your cigar denier, Sam Canning. And I'm your divine gift-giving tech billionaire, Jordan Canning. <laughs> what? what? Tech billionaire? Yeah. Who, who was that? Bill Gates! Oh. Oh, Bill God. Gates. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, come <laughs> on. We're in it. I'm like, when was Bill Gates reference? <laughs> Uh, welcome. Hey. Welcome hey. back. We're hey. here. Hello. What is this? What, ep- what episode are we on? It's season four, episode 19, The Splits. Title watch. No clue. Are you joking? Am I, am I missing something? Did someone Sp- do the splits? No, splits. Like blitz. Like splitting up. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so it's this the, the divorce, divorce episode. episode. Aren't they kind of all the divorce episode these days? Yes. Teen issues. The, the hot like. teen issue. They, they did, they did tackle drugs and drinking in about three episodes collectively. So mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about something that really relates to the teens, which is getting a divorce. Yeah. Everyone's not your parents, not specifically not your parents getting a divorce. You getting a divorce. <laughs> you getting a divorce. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, now, to be Who, fair, they did they did do parents getting divorced. Uh, maybe uh, six among times. Us. Six times. Well, I think? yeah, the six times. Um, who's Kathleen's Kathleen's going on her fourth? Oh, third? Oh, I'm who, sure. Who can really say how? Oh, many I'm times sure Kathleen's... Jeff is coming back any day now. He'll be back. Yeah. Um, what'd you think of this one? I think that this episode um, was written by Brent Hampton, and directed by Keith Drewsdell. That tells me everything I need to. That tells me everything I need to know. Me, I guess it Drewsdell. Um. um you know what? I'll say. I think. I think Keith left his mark on it just a, just a little. There's bit. a touch of effort. Yeah, just a just, just a boop touch right there. Yeah. Uh, this episode. I don't. I don't think that this episode was the worst. Well, I yeah. just think that it was really. I would say even for this show, this episode. I just came away from it thinking, wow, that was really stupid. All of it. it. Was- all of the, every second of it. Just just a really, what really was, dumb one. I can't wait to get to the end and we can discuss what actually happened in this episode. Because as far as I can tell, Ben and Ben and Dylan went on a date. Uh-huh. And and Tom and Jacob got arrested. <laughs> well, I don't know if they did. I don't think they did. No. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about that shit. Okay. Uh what did you think? You liked it? I liked the beginning of it uh, quite begin- a lot. Well, I didn't. I didn't like the beginning of it. Well, I, I liked. I liked the deep Brenda symbolism that I think was completely unintentional. I. I, I couldn't tell. I. I think that the, what I did like about the beginning was that I, I think Keith left his mark. This was where Keith. Keith left his mark. It was. It was not a good mark, though. No, I mean, well, I think that it was. It was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, they're trying. Like Keith's trying, he tries on the show. Maybe Keith. Okay, so let's 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 dive in. So if, yeah, uh, we yeah. begin the episode with a sort of first date prep montage. Yeah, where Ben and Dylan are like intercutting, like picking out outfits and trying them on, and see getting you all now, boys. He says as he puts on his yeah, socks. He puts a, see, you, see you later as he puts away his shirts and his ties and his pants. 
Um, but the thing about this is it's set to uh-huh. licensed music, uh-huh. and uh, the, the song, song <laughs> the song is um, is the love I saw in you was just a mirage. Hmm. Which I wonder if there's, me, I wonder if the lyrics of that song yeah, mean anything well, at all. My favorite part, I had this like out of body experience when these two lines of dialogue were read. Um, the way you wrecked my life was sabotage. The love I saw in you was just in a mirage. And that was as Ben was like putting on a tie, looking all nice. And the other one was, you only filled me with despair, just like our love, it wasn't there. And I was thinking, what is Keith trying to tell us here? Well, this is the thing is I, and I think you probably are feeling the same way, is I sincerely couldn't tell if they were actually I trying think it to was imply it. Completely anything. on accident. I think they wanted an upbeat song. It's for it's ben. got that like twangy guitar. Now I'll tell you I'll tell you what. I would have given Brenda full marks if this was like a montage of Ben and Adrian getting ready for their wedding. <laughs> now that would have well, been art. They should that, study that... that shot in every film class. Absolutely. In that case, though, I'm I'm I would still be upset because I'm like, why is like they they did this entire plot just so they could have this song play over the but yeah, as it stands, it seems like we're supposed to like Ben and Dylan, yet we're getting this song that's just like like, I don't know if we're supposed to like. Are we supposed to? Are we supposed to be shipping Badrian? Is that what is? Well, I don't think we're supposed to be shipping Badrian, but I I I do remember, and I said this last week. Wait a minute! This point in my viewing experience, you hated Ben. First watch, I hated Dylan. We're supposed to hate Dylan and Ben because of the incident. Yeah, and I I think, but I don't know. Even in that sense, even if the point is like, oh, their their relationship is actually bad. She's an evil person, and she's bad for him. Even seemed like they were happy in that moment. The the, they, they did the a love bad I job. saw in you was just a mirage is not representative of that concept. No, that should be like like because she their does first date. really like him a lot. It's their first date. They they the love they've seen in each other is just blooming, and uh-huh. they do like each other genuinely. Anyways, we get it. We but, get a cut. Hmm. Yeah. Well, th- I do want to say that this montage, like the it's 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 bad, and I don't like it, but it it. I did get a feeling as I was watching it. I was like, this is probably Keith. This was before it they had shown of, the name. It names. reeks of effort. Because I was like, this is the only director who ever shows any signs at all of enjoying directing a TV show. I like how your, your, uh, your, your sign of enjoying directing a TV show is a montage, which is like one of well, the sort of simpler and lazier methods. No, of for sure. But I mean, it, it, he's literally the he's only doing one who ever anything. does anything. Something like literally anything that they do on a TV show. Right. Every other director is just like shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot for like, the entire episode. Like if they did episode. a clip show on on if they did a sh- clip show on the Brenda's TV show, I'd be like, holy shit, this is the best episode ever. Because it would have implied <laughs> that they had to like reflect and and edit stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Anyways, so, we yeah, cut Ben to is picking Leo his and- clothes for his first date with Dylan as they play a song about a failed relationship. <laughs> uh, she's got a funny big towel on her head. Uh, the montage, by the way, there's nothing actually to say about it. In no, terms they're getting of, like, dressed, which is good because we've been talking about it for ten minutes. In, in terms of content, I mean, no. but it is two and a half entire minutes long. <laughs> it's two and a half minutes of me not having to take notes, basically. Right. Um, Leo uh, and Camille so ben, are hanging ben out. Ben tells Leo, wine. "Where is he going to take her?" Oh hell yeah, he's taking her to Jeff's, the only bar and grill. Don't you fucking dare let me down this time, Brenda. Come on, Brenda. The Jeff's Thankfully. I saw on you is just a mirage. <laughs> Oh my god, uh, the line from Leo here, he's like, you're going to Jeff's the only bar and grill? Don't you need a reservation? Do you want me to call? Like, 
How nice are we supposed to think this restaurant is? It's like a fucking cheesecake factory. No, it's one, it's the only bar and grill. How are you supposed to get in? It serves the entire small town LA community. (laughs) We've seen like Grant and Griffin casually eating lunch there. Are we meant to believe that this is like a super fancy five-star restaurant now? Well, these are, you know, these aren't new, this is a new teen restaurant. This is like, this is like rich kid Grant poor school teens restaurant that's true that's true uh so camille is here and she says uh she says we hope you have a nice time and then she goes uh we i didn't we, i didn't uh, mean uh, 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 we it's our and then our. ben tells them they're disgusting he hates it he then leo's like he, he leo <laughs> leo does this thing where he's like remember ben do don't and then he like stops himself and then he does it like three ep- extra times where he's like gonna tell him to like not have sex but then he one of the it. times that uh-huh. i zeroed in on is when leo's what his exact wording is just make sure you all right it's your business and he backs off which really sounds like he was about to say make sure you wear a condom yes and the fact that he then backs off is he's is like saying, Ben, you're an adult. If you want to go in raw on the first date, that's up to you. I, I'm, no, I wash my hands. He takes no responsibility. Exactly. It's, yeah, seriously. It's, and then, then, uh, Camille says he's so grown up. Leo's, and Leo summarizes the yeah, show. Leo says like, yeah, I know. He, lo- he lost the baby and he's got his divorce paper sitting right there on my desk, which by the way, thank you, Brenda, for reminding us of that. Lots of reminders of that whole incident in this episode. And then he adds, and his divorce papers are sitting over there on my desk. And Camille says he doesn't know. Ben doesn't know he's getting a divorce. This is going to come as a shock to him. <laughs> My interpretation of that is that the divorce papers have been sitting there for the past six episodes. They've been sitting there like, oh, for wait. basically <laughs> the entire season and no one bothered to tell Ben. And then after yeah. talking about their son's divorce and trauma, they decide that's time to clink their glasses and have a nice drink of wine. Yeah, and Leo also adds that he is now, he is now officially divorced too. I think it's why oh, he yeah. the glasses. He's a, he's a uh, free Dylan's man. parents are taking many pictures of her they love it now which is weird uh yeah this is what's weird they're 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 not only like okay fine they're like so excited like oh my baby girl's going on her first date yeah um they love it uh robert pudding pop is like well first of all they say like curfews it at what midnight i think obvious things parents obvious things he's like he's like remember dylan guys like ben think they're entitled to whatever they want i'm like yeah he's he's a rich kid and ben says there are no guys like me (laughs) yeah who says that is that jamie lannister that's jamie lannister isn't it yeah i think so i was was doing i was doing a bit of a like an edgelord voice but no that's not how jamie lannister dylan Dylan opens the door and ben's wearing his uh his anonymous mask yeah <laughs> uh, he just comes he comes bearing well, gifts i i yes. i i am i can never let this go i i am required to mention this every time it happens especially when it just happened dylan says uh there are no guys like ben he's not like other boys oh uh, yes and robert says no i doubt there are any other boys who and then he summarizes the fucking show again yeah he points out that ben is a teen getting a divorce which i like to point out ben shows up we get oh, that, we, get a, we get a real quick coy little Dylan mom drop. name drop. She's he's like ah Cecilia. hello Cecilia. Here's some chocolate, and he has okay. I love this. He's like to show off my responsibility and and suitability. <laughs> I've come with chocolates for mom, flowers for Dylan, and I was gonna get you some cigars. I was but, I honestly, legitimately, when he he was like here, chocolates for you, flowers for you. I honestly thought he was gonna pull out like a steak. 
That would <laughs> that would have been pretty good, actually. I don't know why he didn't do that. He's the meat boy. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't. Uh, he's like, he's no, like he... to prove how not to, how, how straight edge I am. Here's some tobacco products. Yeah, he said he says I I I got you a box of Cubans, but Dylan said you quit smoking. So he did buy them. He bought him a box of cigars. Well, yeah, he still has his fake ID. Um, uh, no, Jack took it. Oh, no, Jack took He made it. Maybe he got it back. Maybe he, he got another one off screen. Robert then says that <laughs> he well. quit smoking. He's, he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I want to live long enough to see Dylan graduate and then go to college and then get married and then get pregnant in that order. I get it. Like. What it's he like said. when it's like what Mike Pence says he's a conservative, a Christian, and a whatever, and whatever in that order. I don't remember if that was real. I think yeah, that he was said that many else, times. I think it wasn't real. No, it was. He says I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, and I'm a Republican in that order. That's his catchphrase. Hmm. I might be. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, uh, uh, so Ben Ben is like, "That's it. You're gonna let us just go? No Inquisition?" And Dylan says, "I think we know enough. Let's just go." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I think we do." How many agree, episodes dude. of preamble to this date has there been? I believe it was six. Hell yeah! And then Cecilia says. Oh, Ben seems like a nice boy, just forgetting six episodes. <laughs> you, you, you did a bit of an Irish there. Oh, she's such a nice oh, boy. Ben seems like a bit and of then, a nice and boy. Then, and then Robert is like, uh, he's weird, which, valid. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, for real, though, like, just for no reason, they're like, yeah, they Ben's it. good now, but, but we, yeah, and then also, uh, okay, so Ben, uh, Ben met Dylan in episode 13, and this is episode 20. Jeez. <laughs> sorry, episode 19. 19. Jeez, it has it, been, it has been so... six episodes. It has been six episodes, and they're finally going on their sixth date. And we have to ask once again, how does time ever pass on this show? It doesn't. So Grace um, finds hey, Adrian looking news. upset Adrian or something. Adrian must have found the thermostat, because she's wearing clothes in this episode. Yeah, they remembered to look between episodes. <laughs> they remembered uh, that it Grace goes on the Grace tells Adrian that Amy is the worst... We hate Amy. Because um, she said, hey, hey, Grace, I met your brother. He's really nice. How horrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the worst oh, thing my that's God. ever happened to Grace. Oh, my God. Grace says, she was putting my tragedy on display for the whole world. And Adrian says. And then says, Adrian summarizes season four. She, season she, does, she does put it succinctly. She goes, that's not a tragedy. I suffered a tragedy. Which is true, but also... We know, not, Adrian. Not helpful? Not or helpful. necessary? And, like, Grace is dealing with her own shit right now that is definitely not related to that, and I feel like that was a very inconsiderate friend moment you had, Adrian. Yeah, and I think that the, the, the show is kind of playing it like... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the show thinks that Grace is being ridiculous. Gra- I, the I, show does definitely... It seems like me, it does. seems like Grace is in the wrong here. Which is weird, because... I thought she was being ridiculous, but then, like, what Grace said, I was like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. I understand where she's coming from I think, here. I think, I think, but I then the show where... continues acting like she's yeah. being ridiculous. Here's the thing. I understand where Grace is coming from. I don't understand why she needs to make Jacob the conduit for her own frustrations and not her dad. I, I, I think guess. that it's, it's definitely, uh, it's not Jacob's fault anger, that he but exists. I think that, I think that it, it makes sense. No, it's a valid issue. So yeah, because, because what she says to Adrian, she's like, "This is like losing my father twice," which I think, like, yeah, he she lost he died, father, and now she like lost. Later, you find out that you never like really knew him, and not only did not only is it that she found out that she didn't really know him, but it's also like he she found out that all of the like oppressive parenting that he was doing to her was a he lie. was being a complete hypocrite the entire time like yeah I, that, he sucks marshall that, that's fucked up and i totally understand where she's coming from and adrian's response to that is like or this is like finding your father again how 
Because How? it's because obviously it it's well, good well, that he Adrian was a cheater. Knows, well, actually, Adrian, if all people knows what it's like to find your father again, and it is filled with nothing but just awful, awful feelings. No, she liked it. She, she loves. Says, I mean, she likes uh, Ruben now. That's right. Uh, Adrian says, uh, "If he wanted to, if he wanted me to know about Jacob, he would have told me." And Adrian says, "Maybe he didn't tell you because he couldn't. Who knows when he even found out." And uh, he went now, back of course, every we, summer. the audience, know that he always knew. He always knew, and it was the entire it was time. Very, oh and then God. this is this is where Adrian goes really, really, really. Uh, okay, she says basically what she's telling Grace is that she should feel not just sympathy but gratitude to Marshall. Thanks, Marshall, because it was so noble and brave of him to carry this painful secret. So that everybody else would be happy. He still. could have. He could have had a secret family and told you, but instead he committed massive infidelity and had a secret family and didn't tell you. So right, let really me let the, me rank things for. He's worst. a jolly good fellow. It's like that Monty Python sketch where the guy like kills a million people and they like applaud for him. Let me let me rank this. That's a good one. Let me rank this from wor- worst things to best things. Okay, worst thing is uh, having an affair be- and no. telling your family. Oh, yes. Yes. I thought you were going to say the worst thing is being Amy, which is true. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I'm, I'm not ranking we're literally every scenario. We're on the, we're on the Marshall scenario. Bowman affair and secret family I'm, scale. I'm ranking relevant scenarios, not yes. all possible scenarios of anything. Yes. Worst thing is having an affair and, and uh, not, sorry, having an affair and telling your family. That makes them upset. That's Above awful. that is not having an affair. Above the best that thing you can is do having is an having affair, affair and not and telling your family. Yes. Hero. Hero Bowman. Because... Do you have any idea of the man pain he must have been in? He must oh have had God. severe man pain because what a poor he boy. knew. Well, the thing about Marshall is that what he a was such man. a hey. The thing about Marshall is that he was such a good man that he couldn't share his good manly love with only one family. What a boy man! He's a he's a hero. We should be Marshall, thanking Marshall man. for taking good care of two families instead of one. Yeah, what a great dad. He did dad for two of them. He dad he double dadded. That's he double so dadded. Hard. Do you know how fucking hard it is to be a dad of one family? Oh my god, it's hard to once dad. God. What if Thanks, you twice Marsh. dad? We wow, love, I could do that. I hope I have two families when I'm an adult. Oh my I'm god, that would be adult. so good as long as you don't tell the other family about <laughs> as long the other as they never find out. I'm the right. hero. That would be amazing. God, uh, thanks, so Marshall. Grace Grace gets mad and she leaves, and we're meant to believe that Adrian is right and Grace is being. Oh, also when Grace enters the room at the beginning of the scene, uh, she has mail and. You oh yeah, Ex- excuse me if I didn't think that was important enough to write it down. I guess I should have. It does nothing matter. in this show ever happens for no reason. It's always got to be something. Brenda always has it planned. That's right. Uh, Adrian, uh, after after Grace leaves, Adrian opens the letter that Grace brought in, uh, and then she looks at it. She gets upset, and then she goes outside. And she comes back in and it's gone. And this she is must where have just I was put it like, back in her mailbox, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, this is where I was like, okay, if Adrian, if if she was throwing it away, like, and I know this sounds like a nitpick, but this is a genuine issue, is that she just like walks outside and then almost immediately walks back inside. So I'm like, if she was meant to be like throwing this out. It really looks like she just walked outside and put it on the ground or something. I and think spoilers, that's what she did. That is precisely, literally, exactly she what happened. She just stuck it on the floor. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, double spoilers. This is divorce papers, and she doesn't like it. Divorce uh, attorney. Um, Amy so, is with George. Yeah, we, uh, we cut directly to George lecturing her about how awful it was of her to talk to Grace about Jacob. How Fuck dare Amy. she? We hate Amy. Yeah. 
Um, Amy's just like, I'm here because I'm, I, like, I've got things to do. I'm hungry. All you seem to care about is Grace, which, by the way, Amy is really going hard on wife number one. Just uh-huh. to really make us think that she's always called Kathleen that, which is not true. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically Amy's like, let me guess. Wife number one called you and told you to talk about it to me and you're doing it because you're horny for her. And he says, <laughs> George is like, can't you tell I'm about. sad your mom's gallivanting around Europe and you know. And and here we go. Here we go. First, first of all, Amy prompts this by saying, why can't you and mom work things out once and for all? Great question. Great question. So then he says she's gallivanting around Europe with with Ashley. And you know dot dot dot. And Amy says what? And he says, don't you and Ricky talk? And first of all, no. don't you dare pretend that Amy didn't already know about this subplot about Anne funny, maybe funny, being funny gay. God, that'd be so funny. After she's been part of like 10 conversations about it, including with George. Yeah. But also, Amy says my favorite line of the episode, where uh-huh. she says, she says, I don't have time to talk to Ricky. I'm so busy. I gotta wake up in the morning. Yeah, let's, let's, take... let's do that. Let's do point by point. Let's, uh, okay, she's gotta get reason, up. Times when Amy can't talk to Ricky. Okay. Here we go. Gotta get up. Yeah. Gotta get to school, or take John to the nursery. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ricky's get, not there. Go to summer school. Right, Ricky's not no, there. That's her decision. Like, uh-huh. that's her fault. She has to um, She's got <laughs> she got to go to work after school. Yeah, Ricky's not there. Yeah. She's got to take John home. Yeah. Still for well, tracking. Ricky, Ricky's not on the way. Well, yeah, he's not on the way. She like she couldn't yell at yell at him through the car window. And, right. I mean, right. She so would then she's yell, at home and then what? She's at home. They eat dinner and they wash up and then they go uh, to bed. So like really no time. Yeah, I guess there's it. no time. I guess there's there was, no point. What if there was one time of the day where like everyone in the family is home? They've all done stuff and they're all talking about their days. Then like after that event, they're, <laughs> even like, John because he's an adult. Even John because he's an adult. They're talking. They're doing the dishes in silence, eating this in is silence. What's horrifying though is that Amy just said that when they eat dinner as a family, it's dead silence. She doesn't talk to Ricky. You at know all. what? I believe it though. Is oh, the I thing. totally believe it. It's fucking harrowing. It's a though. red flag. Oh, it's <laughs> it awful. Should not be engaged. Yeah, uh, break up. So that's break that up. scene. Um, uh, Dylan where we know? and Dylan Ben Jeff's the only bar and grill, and she says, do <laughs> yes, you come here a lot? Because everyone to... seems to know you here. Yeah, and he's like, she's like kind of jealous because he's saying, well, well, yeah, there's only one restaurant in town for us to go on dates at, so I've taken, you know, Amy yeah, she's and a new Adrian. Team. She has up, upwards of three restaurants. She has up, well, she's from like 50 miles away at least. So she's from somewhere <laughs> else, so I don't know what kind of swanky <laughs> restaurants they have over there. Now we don't know that she's from fifty miles <laughs> got, away. We just know that they've he got met Red her 50 Robin. Miles away, like 50 they've miles got they've away. got all the real restaurants. They have like Dairy Queen instead of Dairy Shack. Yeah, <laughs> great. Uh, so uh, she said, "Oh right, oh god, this is the yeah. thing of Dylan." This episode is she's like, "So did you ever come here with Adrian or Amy?" He's like, and, of course, and, it's the only restaurant in town. Yeah, he's like, what choice? Do-? Yeah, that's, he's like, well, I thought of going someplace neither of us have been before, but, but what but choice? It's do the only I- bar yeah, and grill. He didn't fi- like. We're that's not editorializing. He says we. I, I like. I thought of taking it somewhere else, but but he doesn't finish that because read between the, only the lines. And, it's the only bar and grill. It's the only one in town. She says that she is quote extremely jealous, but Ben loves it, and she hopes that he has nothing to do with Amy or Adrian now. And Ben says quote. I like that. It means you care about me, smiley face. That's how and that works. And we're off to the races. That's, that's, you know that a relationship is good. That's not a red flag. That's a green flag. It means Dylan no alto go bad now. <laughs> it means no alto go, go, go when, <laughs> right. when they say something like that. 
yeah so that's that i hope scene. ben never i hope dylan never finds out about maria is what i'm trying to say oh i don't think that he mentions her in this episode ever ever again certainly doesn't lie about her uh so amy no. and ricky are making out in couch and They're then she pushes together. him away to complain uh, about george and he hates it and he wants her to shut the fuck up he, he says he says can we talk about that later or not talk about it at all they didn't talk during dinner because dinner is silent time right and we get confirmation from ricky that he literally says like well like, uh, it's <laughs> not it's not confirmation it's just ricky being a massive douchebag he says like i we agreed we agreed that we wouldn't talk when we're in couch together and then amy says uh no you just wanted it to be like that uh i don't it wasn't it wasn't that he's brought it up before she doesn't say that you that you wanted that she just says no we don't have that agreement <laughs> oh so he just made up that agreement no he completely he- made it up because he's horny He's horny and he wants to fuck. Because he, he's like condom. going to town on her neck while she continues to be like, "Oh, my dad is pissing this me is off." Blah blah the blah. The worst. I despise Ricky. Every he, episode. He continues kissing her, and then Ugh. finally she like pushes him off and says, "I'm talking, Ricky." And yeah, that's when he says, "Don't we have an agreement?" She says, "No." And then he says, "Well, can we make?" Maybe one? he thinks that. Maybe he thinks, and I know this isn't true. I know he's being disgusting, and a, but maybe he's saying, "Like, don't talk to me while I'm trying to go to sleep." But actually, he's just being a, a horn dog, and he's a dirtbag, and he should go to jail forever. Yeah. So Amy, uh, he Amy says, "Can you talk to George because he loves you now?" He's the she, dad whisperer. Ricky is. She literally makes a comment about how much George loves Ricky. She says, "Like, can you talk to George? Tell him not to go after Kathleen because I would hate to have Grace as a sister because I hate Grace. We hate for Grace. Just this moment, not later. No. Uh, and then Ricky says, "I don't want to talk right now." Amy says, "You never want to talk." And Ricky says. Yes, I do. I always want to talk to you. For example, I would really like to talk to you about when we're getting married. Die! Stop it! Amy, <laughs> Why Amy, are you like that? Amy, I love talking to you about the things that I want. Let me tell you, Amy, sensitive FaceTime. The two things that I'd love to talk to you about. Having sex and getting married right now. Uh, he says, if planning a wedding is too much pressure, is she even doing that right now? I don't no, think she is. No. Uh, then maybe they can run up and elope. Run off in a loop. Run off in a loop, and which Amy hates. She doesn't and Amy want to says do that. she doesn't want to do that, and which is fair. And then she she walks off screen to presumably just stand in the kitchen because that's where <laughs> she walked. T-pose. Uh, yeah, she, she walks off screen and starts T-posing three feet away from him while they play sad music. And they do a slow zoom on Ricky's sad dick face. And why is <laughs> he so fucking bonered for marriage now? Because he's commit. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. We know one thing that this show loves and hates the most. It loves marriage, which it hates. Right, exactly. It loves marriage. <laughs> no, I got it, I got it, I got it. It loves, the thing that this show loves the most is divorce. And you can't get divorced <laughs> divorce and cheating unless be- you're, you're married. So they the need to get The best thing prepped. that you can do is cheat on your spouse and then get divorced. <laughs> get divorced. Or die in a plane crash. Or die in a plane crash because your daughter had premarital sex to die on a die in a plane crash on your way to your secret <laughs> other family <laughs> that's the that's the best thing you can do in so, life so ricky needs to get married so because like this show hates marriage we oh know god that. i hope he gets married so he can cheat on amy and then die in a plane crash yeah me too i love That'd be that. so cool of him so so we're at we're at george's oh, uh, on the phone uh, before yeah. one last thing i want to say about this scene i i don't know if we've talked about this i don't know if you've noticed this this is the exact same thing as when they were going to have sex. Amy wanted to have sex so bad, and Ricky was like, no, no. never, I'm not ready. And it's then the second time. he was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready for sex. And then Amy she hated goes, it. No, I don't want to do that. 
You'll wait until I'm ready, and then Ricky had man pain about it. It's 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 complete fan fiction shit. I think that this is just Brenda telling us that they should get divorced. I don't think so. I think like it's really weird to me I that think we're, we're supposed, supposed to... to ship Raimi. Like it's the weirdest thing, right? Because it's the worst relationship on the show. Like at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, yeah. like they are not only like Ben and Amy was bad. Like, don't get me wrong, but Ben <laughs> yeah, and Amy never sure. made it this far. Ben and Amy yeah. never moved in together and yeah, had the, a the son greatest. Together. The greatest strength of Amy is that they broke up. It was that they got divorced? <laughs> so like, it's so weird that Brenda wants us to be laughing and clapping and loving this. <laughs> like, how do you write a relationship so bad and think well, you know what it is? It? You know what it is? is what that, is it? Like, think of think of like TV sitcom relationships that you're supposed to think are like good marriages like like all of the like shitty sitcoms from this time period all of the like main character marriages are like garbage i hate my wife like king of queens like uh what's her name uh i think a bad example i don't know the name of the character destroyed my brain in this moment where we're supposed to like view these people as middle-aged adults in a terrible marriage where they hate each other and they're like what brenda knows brenda knows one thing yeah, uh, but I, I'm serious. Like, think think of like think of fucking like everybody loves Raymond. Like, ah, Deborah, ah, she's gonna, she's gonna, I'm gonna fucking throw her off a building. Like, I don't that's, remember when I don't remember when Ray Romano said, "I'm gonna throw Deborah off a building." Well, you, how many episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond? Have you All watched? of them. No, you're lying. Remember uh, when Seinfeld said, "What's the deal with my wife being not thrown off this building?" Or, or till death with with Raymond's brother, where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder my wife." <laughs> like that's that's every like shitty sitcom family is is that I they, hate my they, wife. Like, hate each other and they're always at each other's throats. But that's just like, oh, they love each other and it's good. I remember when Homer told Marge, he's like, "Hey, hey, Marge, I'm, I can't do Homer voice. I'm gonna throw you off hey this Marge. building." Hey, hey, Marge, it's me, Homer. Hey, hey, Lois, I'm gonna throw you off this building. <laughs> um, so George is on the phone with Kathleen, who is talking about how that's the she- that's the other weird cliched thing about sitcoms is they're always talking about throwing each other off of buildings. No, <laughs> so it's specifically the husband talking. Hey, about Dad, I'm gonna throw you off this building. <laughs> What was that? Mother. That was me, me realizing I can't do a Lois voice and then hey just now, making sounds. why are you sounds. throwing me off this building? I'll sell propane and throw my wife off. I'm going to throw you off of this building. <laughs> that went a little Tyrion. Peggy, I'm going to throw you off this building. I'll sell propane. Yeah, let's... I'm going to throw you off this building, Doc. Okay, let's move on. Sawa! Uh, I'm going to throw you off this building! Okay, so George is on the phone Thank with you. Kathleen. Who is mad at Amy, because everyone hates Amy. Everybody hates Chris and Amy. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, she's like, I'm very upset about this, because I feel like I don't even know who Marshall was. And then George, so, George has shit-eating Grinch, Ginch grin, and he's just like, you know what, doctor, do you think all doctors go on missions and cheat, man? It's ridiculous. And then he's, he's- like, oh, sorry, and lady doctors cheat on he, their husbands. I'm a he, feminist. He literally is like, oh, you should probably worry that Jeff is cheating on you. Not that I'm trying to plant ideas in your head or yes, anything. Yes, you are! Also, I, I love the way that George responds to when Kathleen's like, Marshall was with this woman for 15 years, George. It's very painful to think about. And George is just like, yeah, I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, that sucks, bro. Oof. <laughs> Ow, oof, uh, ow, oh, my geez. feelings. 
Um, uh, Nora walks in, and George is like, uh, hey, he, he literally just, like, covers up the uh, receiver or whatever, and he's just, like, letting Kathleen, he's just, like, leaving Kathleen hanging while he talks to Nora for, like, 30 full seconds. He's like, Nora, can you do me a favor and ask Anne? You're friends with Anne, right? Can you ask Anne if she's fucking? Yeah, with with Ashley on the trip with her. I'm yeah, sure she and... has plenty of time for fucking when she's traveling with her daughter, but okay. Yeah, it's normal. Okay, you and, disgusting and then... man. And then Nora says, you you think that you can't be happy unless she's happy? And George says, not without feeling guilty about it. And then Nora says, okay, I'll ask her if she's fucking. Fucking. And then uh, George uncovers the thing and Kathleen's like, what are you, he- George, hello? That's yes. that scene. That's that. Um, so Jacob, Jacob Boy Bowman is, he was playing uh, what the British call the football with uh, Ronald and Bonald. I get so happy every time Ronald and Bonald get mentioned by name. This was, yeah, by, by the names of Ronald and Bonald. Ronald this and was Bonald. my cool team moment, by the way. Oh, this yeah. Was... Jacob's, Jacob, Jacob? Yeah. Being a good boy? Yeah. Jacob's Jacob, a good boy. Jacob, Jacob's a Jacob good kid. Jacob comes in, he's like, oh, I was, I was just playing soccer with Ronald and Bonald. They're such cute kids. I don't know why Tom doesn't like them. <laughs> he's the closest... He's, these are the closest children of my age who are willing to speak to me at this point. <laughs> Poor Jacob. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is 12. He is, yeah, he's a four, he's 14. He is 14. For the record. So Jacob says that his mom keeps asking him about Grace, and he says, I feel bad for lying to her about it. And I don't know why he can't tell his mom that Grace is upset about his secret, because then about his mom would be like, brother. your mom would be like, his mom would be like, well, why are you even here? Why That's did I right, make yeah, you she'd come be like, here? Oh, if Grace, doesn't, if Grace doesn't like it, then fucking go to Paris. There's a boarding school that you were going to go to. That perfectly reason. good boarding school. Yeah, so Tom uh, offered to take Jacob to Adrian's condo to uh, talk yes. to Grace. I'm sure he has uh, no yes. ulterior motive there. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Kathleen says uh, he doesn't have a driver's license, uh, and he probably means taking you by bus or something. He memorized all the bus routes, she says. He's a bus master, I don't Tom. Really, I, I, I don't remember the context of that line, but whatever. No. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, uh, she, says, she says don't do that, basically. Don't, yeah, she says, like, don't, as, as your host family mom, as your new mom, uh, your old mom <laughs> right. is dead, um, I make the decisions and you're not going to go visit grace she doesn't want to speak to and then he's like i'm more mature than american guys my age and my mom lets me make my own decisions he's not under this roof yeah and, and then, then apropos says, of nothing she says hey uh-huh. do you know if jeff is cheating on me 14 year old boy she says quote your mother runs the hospital so she would know i don't once again africa's a really <laughs> large <laughs> nation that, i don't think that's how that works you know when your boss knows about your infidelity and loves it now, the one thing I will say is that when when Grace was making out with Daniel in in uh, Kenya, he did know and didn't. It really... was just like in the hallway of the hospital in with front Jeff, of Jeff. With Jeff in the picture, he was like clapping and smiling. <laughs> yeah, and hand boning. He and was doctors love infidelity because it leads to divorce. Everyone loves infidelity. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, she says, uh, is is Jeff cheating on me? And he says. I think if there are going to be rules, then maybe there should be boundaries. She's which, just like, yeah. I mean, that you sounds like ask, a yes. You don't ask about, you don't ask the small, tiny boys in your house about your husband cheating on you. Also, did you notice, uh, he went so Australian on boundaries. He, uh, he's like, they, I think if there are going to be rules, then maybe there should be boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> oh. This, Do you this want to listen to some Alabama. Akadeka and then establish some boundaries 
He's um, doing his but best. I, it's really weird that they decided to cast a boy with who is not from South Africa as a boy who is from South Africa. Well, he's not from South Africa. It also <laughs> they, confused, they cast a I'd boy say, who's not from South Africa as a boy who's not who's from, from South Africa who's from Kenya. No, he's from. They said he's from South Africa at some point. I know, but he shouldn't. But be. he is. It doesn't it, make sense. I don't understand what Brenda thinks the the beautiful continent of Africa is like because the the boundaries between Zimbabwe, Kenya, and South Africa boundaries between Bandries. South Africa, Kenya, and uh, and Zimbabwe have completely melted away, and it is now a, a world without borders. I guess. Yeah, which um, that's yeah, it's that's yeah, good. Brenda's future of a of a, of a world that. without border. We're all just people. Thanks, uh, Brenda. So Jacob says uh, that he's causing problems, and Kathleen says, "Oh, I'm happier here. We needed to know the truth about Marshall, and I need to know the truth about Jeff." And then Jacob says, "Huh, sounds like you went out of your marriage." And then she's like, "Ah, uh, you're too smart for 14. I'm just what a little boy." Boundaries. Boundaries. Uh, Tom is talking to Rachel, trying to get her car. Rachel she says, "Like." Rachel exists. She's on the show again. Uh, I don't understand why Milton hasn't adopted uh, Bilton and Bonnelton. They're they're gonna get married. They just haven't yet. They're just haven't gotten married. So she's like, she we're gonna get some, we're drive. gonna get some scenes where Rachel and Bilton are hanging out, and and he's like, <laughs> uh, when are, when are we gonna talk about getting married? And she's like, I I'm not ready. <sighs> Kill me. Um. So so yeah. Tom wants to take her car. She says that it's not his car. Even if he got into an accident, he couldn't. She pay for she her. looks directly at the camera and explains all the reasons that you shouldn't drive someone else's car. Yeah. Blah blah. blah and whatever. He's gonna not do it. And then he. She, she says. Money. She says. By the way, if it's if it's this important, that's fine. Just we we can go together. Gonna, and I'll drive. Yeah. And he and, and then, he's like, yes. no, it has to be me because he wants to get horny sexually that's horny. that's the thing is it's i i can only assume that what's going on here is that he wants to get horny at adrian with with but, jacob in the room but it just it never comes up like no it doesn't matter i mean we'll get to why but when she <laughs> we'll leaves when she why. leaves he uh, funny takes her keys he's gonna steal her car that's okay yeah, he, she's just like no tom you can't take my car and he just he just immediately steals her keys it's fine when he, she she like left tantalizingly dangling out of her purse directly she put in it front on a fishing him. rod and dangled it in front of him yeah um so grace gets a call from amy who's apologizing amy is is saying like oh you know i know you're going through a tough time i'm sorry for for like pushing you on this and and i hope you know that i'm here for you as a friend and i consider you a friend and once i'm friends with someone that's it friends for life <laughs> hey um, uh it's very funny to think about a- amy having friends on the show which has never been a thing just never yeah, i ever. mean well now amy literally doesn't have a single literally friend, has so no friends lauren finally. hates her because she's so miserable um and then then grace or sorry amy asks if do you think kathleen and george are trying to get back together and grace just says no one would be crazy enough to want to date george and then hangs up and then amy oh check this out this is super oh funny. this is so comedy and laugh I this did. is well this is this is funny because we hate amy but amy pretends to be on the phone talking to grace who hung up on her for like 10 Ricky's solid seconds by the way she's not just doing this for fun yeah ricky because ricky comes in and he looks at his idiot fiance and smiles because he knows that she's fucking yeah full she's of like shit. okay good talking to you grace ha ha and he, ha ricky's and then she like, hangs up and ricky goes she hung up i'm on not as stupid as you i know the <laughs> truth of this phone call ruse, and she's fool. like you're right ricky i'm an idiot and he says yes you are that's sensitive. right now never speak again and she says okay and he says what did i just say <laughs> there's only one thing i want you to speak about and it's when we're gonna get married but he does all this insensitive voice actually <laughs> yeah this, uh, is the, so this is the true voice of ricky 
Yeah, that we've never done before. Uh, Ricky says, I don't want to talk about your dad. <laughs> this is a quote. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about your dad, but I do want to talk about getting married. <laughs> the ring may be enough for you, but it's, en- it's not enough for me. And I was like, man... They've done, like, the Control-C, Control-V dialogue before, where they just copy and paste a scene into a different part of the same episode. But usually when they do that, they change the names of the characters who are talking to each other. This no, is literally this is the just same the same conversation again. that we had earlier in the episode. And it's also, also, it's the same scene as the one from the other episode where they had the same scene, where Amy says, the ring is enough, and I don't want to get married yet. And that's that. They they copy-pasted from another episode. Yeah, but also they copy-pasted from earlier this episode. They've been copied, well, that's what I'm saying, that scene earlier was copy-pasted from oh, the yeah, other, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, this is so expedient script-writing. So quietly and so sensitively, he goes, when are you going to marry me? And then Amy says, maybe maybe I'll marry you when you stop trying to have sex anytime I'm trying to talk to you. Yeah, fucking go off, Amy. And then, Rick, and then Ricky's like, I, I swear to God, he's just like, you can't keep doing this, Amy. And like, then what does he do, Jordan? I'll tell you what he does. He fucking walks <laughs> off screen just T-pose in the kitchen. <laughs> it's his new version of going to the driving range. Uh, Grace is just sitting in Jack's room. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, sorry. Ricky doesn't walk off to T-Pose in the kitchen. Amy. Amy does it a second time because they literally copy-pasted they the copy same scene. They copy-pasted the last scene. Um, so this begins a new sort of stage in the bad relationship between Grace and Jack. Yeah, I guess she's, it kind of does. I don't so. like this one. Uh, I don't she's like, care for this. She's reminiscing. Of, she's like, man, it was so fun making out in this room and getting in trouble. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, we need to rewind and explain the beginning of this scene. Oh, yes. Uh, Gra- Grace which is, is that uh, Jack walks into his bedroom with and Grace, Grace is laying. on his bed and he says, hey, Grace, my mom told me you were here. Why didn't you text me or call me or something? And she says, I just wanted to be here by myself. She so went she to the just one fucking place. came to his house no, dude, and went into his makes, room to hang out in his bed alone. This make, dude, this makes sense. He, She went to the one place she knew Jack wouldn't be, <laughs> which is at his own house, because he's always at Grace's house or at fucking anywhere but here. This is um, like, I, I assume that what they were going for here was like, jacob's at her house and at if she goes to adrian's condo then adrian's just gonna try to talk to her about jacob so like yeah so, so she, she has like that? nowhere to go but like fucking like go to your local library or something or go stand in the hallway at school go or t-pose in the kitchen yeah t-pose in amy's kitchen um Je- yeah she's like man it was fun making out and then he's like we could kiss again if you dated me and also you're hiding from Jacob, aren't you? And then Grace says, just points out to the audience how much Jacob looks like Marshall, which is and Jack says, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let me real quickly. Uh, now, okay, that. I, I, I no, had this, on, mo- I had this moment too. But to be fair, Jack says no, he doesn't, and it's like she's just seeing it because of psychology. Yes, but then she explains all the ways that he looks like Marshall, which is very funny. Yeah, well, I she mean, says that he's got his eyes and his smile. And well, yeah, Jojo I mean, well, that, that's the thing is she's condescending she's like, attitude towards her and women in general. Right. Well, <laughs> well, she's saying, like, he he doesn't look like Marshall, but I, like, see Marshall in his, like, mannerisms and stuff. And I think that's, I mean, it's a lie because Jacob has never done the head tilt, but I understand <laughs> the idea of it. How fucking good would it have been if they had made Jacob a little Marshall? Ooh. Like, if Jacob had come in and he's like, and they hey, had named him Jesus. He made him Jesus, and like he tilts, it, he's like tilts his head, and he's like, "Why don't you want to talk to me?" And then like he goes to the drive. Like, well, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they didn't do that. It's because it's because little why Marshall you was already on the show me? as Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Grace, Grace like talks about this, like she's like, "Oh, I, I, 
it's in his eyes, his mannerisms and his smile and all that. And she's getting like very quiet and emotional. And Jack puts his arm around her and he says, would it make you feel any better if we had sex? <laughs> now, what did Jack actually say? Because they surely didn't say that. Okay, sorry. He puts his arm around her and he says, would it make you feel any better if we had sex? Oh, yeah, that is what he says. Huh? What a strange then, thing to say, huh? And now, then, what is it? now, Grace surely like slapped him across his face and is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, no, no. She, what she does is she she punches him in the nuts and she says, "Okay, this relationship <laughs> never, never is, speak is to me again, dead. Burn it to man. the ground. There is no point even we bothering. Not... It is over on every level forever. Goodbye." Just kidding. She just rolls her eyes and the funny music plays. And she's like, "Oh, what am I gonna do about this guy?" <laughs> I thought my my cool teen moment actually was the part when Jack said, "I have to go now. My planet needs me," and then he dies on the way. Man, that and would be so never... cool. I would love that, uh, Brenda. And then uh, Omar is at the condo, and he brought Adrian's mail. <laughs> He's got a mail, mail delivery. Because what she did... <laughs> she put it on the ground. She, she just, like, closed up the envelope and just put it on her doorstep. She thought that maybe the mailman would take it back. <laughs> like, what? Ah. The mailman uh, so, picks up the mail's like, a delivery for me, John Mailman. <laughs> mail for me. Oh, man, I'm getting divorced from Adrian. <laughs> Damn oh, it. man. No, the sausage oh. prince. Oh, I could have been rich. Um, uh, Omar says, "Cool, Grace isn't here. Let's fuck." And then Adrian says, "No, I don't like to fuck. I'm icy. I hate it. Let's let's talk." And then he says, "Okay, let's talk." And then she says, "Fuck off! I've told you everything about my life. This is ridiculous." Is he? <laughs> That's not a like, joke. She says that. Right. He's like, he's like, no, we don't have to have sex. Like, we can just talk some more. And she says, "What do you even want to talk about now? I'm sure you know everything about me at this point." Like. <sighs> I was, like, grinding my teeth waiting for, for Omar to explain dating and relationships oh around Oh, my God. 50, I mean, it's, it's going to happen again. It has to. Well, Adrian, you know, a lot of people have common interests, and it's important that we, you know, play some cribbage together or establish common ground. He He's the, like, hey, he, like, pulls out her divorce papers, which is cool boyfriend move. And he's yeah, like... Yeah, he pulls out the divorce papers, and, and he's like... This has a courthouse as the return address, and oh, it's already open, and he like Oops, starts to take it, it out of the I'm envelope, which is so not cool. Just reading your mail. Um, and then he's like, uh, he understands that she's upset about the divorce papers, so his his response, the way that he chooses to approach this, is by making fun of how, how she's, quote, bad at being vulnerable. You're a good boy. Omar... <laughs> I feel like Omar kind of is beginning to break the, like, all boyfriends, ha- all the new boyfriends have to be the most perfect men in the world rule. Because he well, sure this is, is kind I, of a... This is what I think, is that I think that you're wrong, and he's actually, we're actually not supposed to think that he's being bad. Oh, we're supposed to love that Omar that Adrian's the worst. Ah, you're right. And, and you know what, by the way, um, just on that note, the fact that A, he's, like, this terrible at, like, being there for her when she's, when she is being vulnerable, and B... The fact that she, when he says let's let's talk, we can talk about whatever, and then her response to that is like, "What could we have to talk about? Like, it's we've we've completed talking. We're done with talking now. We've got we it. We hundred percent. Oh, that's talking. why Ricky and Amy don't talk. They've talked about everything. Oh, you're right. Like, how are we? Su- we're we're meant to believe well, like, that this well, is a good like relationship said, when Adrian's no. like. 
I've it. gotten the platinum trophy in talking. Yeah. There's you nothing you, else to you do. Know you I've play wrung video out game, this entire like, fucking sponge of talking things. Yeah, you like you play a persona or something like that, and you've you've completed your your social link, and it's like I could talk to Chie again, right? Like I could. Right, do, I'm hanging. Can, I'm doing the nighttime hangouts, and she but gives like, me some. She's not going to say anything new, so I hang out with her ever again. Like cut her off completely because she has nothing new to say to me. But she does give Our, me meat gum. She does give me meat, and and it's very meat funny. Gum. Uh, meat gum, and she does powerful kicks. But like, she has nothing to offer me anymore, so I might as well never hang out with her again. That's I mean, she is, that... she is a bad example because she's just so good. That's true. Sorry. No, uh, let's let's go with like I don't know on to Kamaki. Like, what do I have I, to? I like. I like. I, like I know. Her. Well, they're all good. Like, okay, they're uh, all good except Yosuke. They're all good except for Yosuke, and you know that's fine. But, like, you've spoken to them as much as you can. For anyone who doesn't know, we're talking about Persona. Uh, well, it's like any game where you could talk to people. Like, when you, I don't know, in, like, Mass Effect or whatever. There's no reason to talk to fucking Garrus anymore after you've completed his story. Right, because you'll go up to him and he's saying, I'm just in the middle of these calibrations. And then you exactly. go, okay. So, like, Adrian's constantly calibrating, which is another fun way to of just say me. Let's move go. on. I <laughs> So, t- uh, Jacob Van Bowman is, uh, reading a book, eating a sandwich. Good boy. Tom is yeah, here. And it's Tom says, to do... we should go. Let's, uh, we should go. Let's do sins. And Jacob then... says, your mom said you don't drive. He said, he said, Tom says, she doesn't know, but your dad taught me. And then Jacob says, you don't have a license. And then Tom says, yes, I do. Let's go. And Jacob sure. goes, okay. <laughs> we should go. Uh, <laughs> I should go. This episode is called, we should go or left or whatever. <laughs> I should um, go. I should go. Um, Betty's here in her teen clothes. I hated this scene. This was not a good one. I, I hated this scene, but I did appreciate that we got to see College Betty for two episodes. I love in a row. College Betty. I think that College Betty should drop by for approximately twenty to thirty seconds every episode to be like Betty is so good. She should say like, "I learned what a quad is today." She's I just love a college. lovely person. I and love she's so Betty. funny. She's very funny, and she doesn't. And oh god, I hate Betty. Um, but she's what? here to bother. Huh? She's so funny. No, the show Leo. Oh. Yes, in the show. Like, oh, yeah, like Leo hates her guts. He hates Betty. Well, she's Which here is and she's so weird. She's here to tell like, Leo like how fucking grateful she is for him and his life. And I don't know why he, he hates her. Like the whole thing with last episode was that it ended with I'll him. Tell you, I'll not tell last you episode, but it ended with him why. going like, oh, I guess Betty's good after all. I'll tell you why. It's because Camille is jealous. Ooh, Camille's getting, getting some catty women in catty this year television show. Uh, but, what if that but happened Camille, in a TV sorry. show? Betty does get line of the episode where in her just talking about how much she loves college and how much she loves Leo. And she's like talking about she doesn't know where to live because like she, uh, she could live in her condo, but she wants to have the college experience, but in the dorms, which is weird. She's an adult woman, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she's like, wow, Leo, you're so generous. You're <laughs> do you want me to take this one or do you got it <laughs> no i got i got it <laughs> okay she says you're like god and santa claus and bill gates all hurled into one <laughs> just to comparing the billionaire man to, to the almighty god shout out to betty by the way she's crushing it she she's she mentions by the way she's like i went to it. orientation today and uh some of the she other went out new for students pizza invited with me out for other pe- kids yeah She's living her best life. She's doing great. She's doing no need better to blaspheme like that, though, Betty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Camille is here. Man. Oh my and, god! Oh, awkward. Camille's... She hates it. Camille, She's like, but, well, this is the dumb thing. Is like, I knew, 
like I know that it's like just from the tone of the scene, it's like oh Camille hates it and she's uncomfortable and she jealous. hates Betty or whatever. But like she's acting perfectly normal. Yeah, she's like, oh, hello, Betty. Uh, it's time for me to take my leave. And then Leo's yeah, like, she, she walks in and she's like, oh, hey, Betty, good to see you. All right. Uh, well, I, sh- I should be getting, I should get going. Have a good night. And she leaves, and but you know that she, inside she's, she's all jealous. fucked up Women's because they're playing, they're playing jealous. the sad music. Sad music. And, and she, she leaves. And then Betty says, so how's that going? And then Leo's like, oh, my God. You, my, <laughs> oh my wife God. hates you. Um, now we cut to Ben and Dylan eating tasty Sunday, and Dylan by, says- by, 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 by the way, why is Camille this upset about Leo having, like, a 30-second conversation with Betty? What if they get back together? Oh, they just got divorced. He loved it, and remember when he said, like, well, maybe she's a prostitute after all, but I would love to marry her again one day. <laughs> right, I, I do remember that. Now, Dylan, Dylan does ask Ben to see- she would love to see where he- and I put one billion scare quotes around this word- works. <laughs> I'd love to see the place where you <coughs> work. I'd love to see the place that is on your paychecks. <laughs> I'd love to see where your W-2 is coming from. Maybe she's here to investigate Ben for tax fraud. Yeah, so Ben and Dylan are sharing dessert, all cute, and then she says, I'd love to see the butcher shop where they kill hogs. Yeah, and Ben is like, but you're a vegetarian and you love Al Gore. Yeah, and he's like, says, but but you're a vegetarian, and my dad would get upset if you if, there's you, security cameras. if you were trespassing. And she says, that's right, Ben, I'm a vegetarian, and I ain't fucking scared of him. That's very funny when she said that, and she wants to see the meat. Do you remember 303? Uh, Jordan? that adds up to six, and that's all I know about that. And so Ben, uh, Ben says like, well, there's, hmm? 303. Uh, 303. Well, three plus O plus three is equal to six. O is a letter. Oh. (laughs) So, So, this is what, okay, this is what rules, by the way, okay? Is that they, they fucking shot their wad on the second episode of Dylan existing by having her smoke horrible weed. And now they're just plumb out of ideas of how to have her be evil. So she wants to see his job after it's closed. So for literally no reason, she's like, she's like, oh, I'd love to see where you work. And he's like, oh yeah, I can take you by the butcher shop sometime. And she's like, no, No, I want to go now. I want to get in trouble at the butcher shop. And he's like, oh, well, but you know, all of the reasons that that's a bad idea, like the fact that there's security cameras and my boss watches the tapes every morning. And people live there. My friends live there upstairs. Yeah, my ex lives upstairs and will be there. My ex who you're jealous of in this episode lives upstairs. Do you want to encounter my ex that you're jealous of? Yeah, except he doesn't bring that up. She doesn't know (laughs) that, I don't think. She's going to show up and be like, hey, Ben, you ever smoked salami before? And he's like, oh, well... And he and says, the only thing I ever smoke is the meat here at my butcher shop. Just which kidding, I, I don't, don't do that. At. I don't. Uh, so, else so does that while I'm on my phone. Will uh, yeah, Ben be on this? They uh, break he into says, the, he says yes. by the way, he's like, oh, because of blah, blah, blah with my dad. He's like, you and I can't get in any trouble together. And then she pulls him in for an evil kiss. And she says, <laughs> we won't. And it's I don't so know. It's so weird. If- it's so weird. I didn't even. I watched this episode being like, wow, a normal relationship. And then I was just like. Oh, we're supposed to think Dylan is the foul seductress that she truly I is. I don't know if you got this sense, or if uh-huh, it's just the sixth, me. The sixth sense, which is what 303 adds up to. I, I swear to God, every time Dylan and Ben kiss, it acts like it's their first kiss. 
I think you're right, and I think like the, the show tone wants to have the music and the it wants way to that have its like, cake. Oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> it wants to have its cake and eat it too. But the cake that it has is like like what? Here's a, when I got my it's first the exact job, thing with Adrian. When I got my first job, I uh, and I got like my second paycheck. I was like, I'm gonna go buy an ice cream cake because I can, <laughs> and that's what this show is doing with every time Dylan and Ben. Kiss. You got your you get your fiftieth paycheck and fiftieth like, you know paycheck, what? and you're like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna treat go myself to an ice cream cake. <laughs> I'm gonna have this cake and eat it. So they break into the cakes. butcher shop. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and Adam Sandler tells me that I have a kid and that he gives me an ice cream cake and <laughs> I don't remember an ice cream cake a single second of blow. it. <laughs> so uh, they break into the butcher no, for, shop. For real though, this is the exact same fucking thing with Adrian, where she keeps she keeps learning what dating is and having her first meaningful relationship. Yeah. So they break into the butcher shop and this is their first kiss in the butcher shop. But it's yeah, like their bad first kiss. kissing, and she's like, "Has Amy or Adrian ever kissed you like that?" And it been like, "Well, actually, Amy's upstairs." This so is, I'm just this kidding. is a lot of bullshit to happen all at once. Also, uh, this just is a friendly, friendly they reminder. Just, that- they just like Ben was like, "There's security cameras. My boss checks them every morning." And the first <laughs> thing that happens is Dylan starts like making out with him in front oh, of she's security evil. cameras. She was Raven Satan, and then all she along. and then she asks about how his ex kissed her. Uh, yeah, kissed she's him. like, she's like. We're not going to do it, but let's have some kisses that'll make you even more excited than having sex in your car with Adrian. And then we cut. I don't know what happens next. Uh, where uh, Ricky- uh, hold on. Yes. Pause that because uh-huh. there's another another thing <laughs> which uh-huh. we need to talk about, which is that Ben is like, oh, remember what I said about the cameras? And she she says, Gosh. don't worry. My dad owns a security business. This isn't so high tech. I can work around this. She's going to fucking hack you. She's going to hack the feed. They both are typing on one meat keyboard. <laughs> we're watching the we're watching the code go through the wires in uh, slow motion. Oh my god! It's we like also, by the way, for the record, we have established that yes, Leo does have the most high tech security system. Yeah, he has audio surveillance. He has audio he surveillance in his butcher shop at night when nobody's in the store. This is literal canon. And we know that it's because he has like his butcher shop is a front. Like that's it's a not front canon, for the but it is obvious. Anyways, they, and they I, I, I just guess... I love the idea of Dylan like walking into the butcher shop because we see her walk in and at no moment does she like look around at the security system. She's like no, it's like it's like watchdog. She's just doing it all from herself. Herself, right? Own. She just walks in and she's like ah, using my knowledge from being the daughter of a guy with a security <laughs> business, I can immediately recognize that how to hack this butcher's shop security <laughs> Hacking system. Skills are genetic, and one thing you gotta know is that if you own a company, you know how to hack. Yeah, um, she's she's so playing gunpoint on her phone. Presumably, after that scene, uh, she like suplexes him into a big shelf full of like olives or whatever they sell there because Ricky like wakes up to hear a loud thud. Yeah, we cut up to Ricky and Amy asleep, and there's a funny clattering from downstairs, and Ben goes, "Sorry, uh, my voice cracked. Was... I didn't mean to do that." No, that's no, that's a, that's like when when uh, in the Secret Diary, how Ashley says he has a se- uh, squeaky voice. We never can nail that, but I think he just got it. Yeah, um, uh, and then this is now this is where I had my moment of, oh my god, it didn't occur to me until right now that Ben's ex lives here. Oh, you didn't think about that the second no, they walked in. No, it didn't occur to me until this. Oh moment my goodness, I was Amy. like Ben. And- I, I consider the butcher shop to sort of be the downstairs of where Amy and, and Ricky live. So I, I consider this a cheeky home intrusion. <laughs> Just a sort so, of cheeky break-in that they're doing. And Ben's decision, he's like, here's what I should do in this situation. I'll is go, I'll up go and upstairs. introduce Dylan to my ex! 
and introduce my girlfriend to my ex in the doorway of her apartment where she lives with her fiance. Where she literally just woke up and was just asleep also. Don't pass Ricky, that one by. And my, mind you, this is what is even more like, oh my god. Ricky says, do you know what time it is, Ben? And Ben goes, what do you mean? It's only 11. Were you asleep at 11? Which means that Ben thought that they would be up and about. Well, they have a baby. They have a two-year-old baby. Downstairs of their apartment, thinking that they would be awake, and that he was they were gonna love when he was. So that's why he said he was sorry. Invites them in. Well, he has to be shitty to Amy, and this was a great opportunity. Is that is that what he was doing? I honestly couldn't tell why. Hundred percent. Ricky was just being was like, well, here's a way to I could be shitty. So I like thought they, he was it, just being nice boy. No, well, he's being nice. He's do, it's a double, you know. He's being nice boy, and he's whatever, <laughs> right? So that's that's the only way that you can't be nice is by being mean to Amy. So like, she Dylan's like, "Wow, the poorest live in such a charming little apartment." She does call it charming, and then Ricky's like, "Yeah, it's nice." And also, that's I didn't even Amy. realize that. Yeah, she probably was implying that it's shitty because it's not money. She's money. Like, Ricky's like, "Amy wanted to live here also," and then and then Ben is like, "Amy." What? Wanted, wanted to live here? <laughs> she is kidnapped and be forced here against his will by an awful man that you are? She wanted to live here? She yeah, curved the bullets? See, there's two readings of that line. The one is that Ben is being jealous of a relationship he had fucking in season one out of four so far. Almost five. Uh-huh. And the second reading of that line is, why would Amy ever want to live with you, Ricky? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's- our good friend Ken Bauman chose the wrong reading. It's so dumb. He's like, past tense? Like, what are you doing, dude? Why would you say that? Because, what a trouble in paradise. We hate Amy. And then Amy is being, like, really fake happy, and it sucks to see. Dylan sees Amy's ring, and she's like, oh, what a beautiful ring. When are you getting married? And Ricky goes, oh, when I stop, when I stop trying to have sex with her, and then Amy <laughs> goes, ha, 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 ha. No, uh, is that, oh, yes, yes. She says, we haven't been able to plan anything because Ricky and I can't keep our hands off each other. And then Ricky's like, uh, well, actually, what if we can't even plan our wedding? You want to... Oh, she's she's like, I was just about to go to the calendar and, and pick a time or whatever. And then Ricky's like... No, 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 no. Other, oh, other no. way around. My bad, yes. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's, Ricky's like, so thanks for interrupting us because now we can set a date because Amy's hands are off my yes, dick. Yes, I'll ah, go get the... What to help us out? And then Dylan and Ben are reasonable here. They're he like, he no. literally says, by the way, now that Amy's hands are free. He literally says that. Yes. Um. They're like, well, we think we're going to go. And then Ricky, just apropos of nothing once again, just like Kathleen, is like, hey, by the way, Dylan, you know about Ben's fake wedding to Amy? That was funny. Yeah, I episode. don't know why he was doing it. Because he's shitty. Because he's shitty. My only interpretation of this, the only sense I can make of this is that is that he left, he's leaving Ricky alone with horrible Amy, so Ricky's like, oh, if you're gonna leave me alone with Amy instead of helping me get a wedding date out of her, then I'm gonna I'm lash gonna out at you. We love so, yeah, this he's sweet, like, perfect, innocent boy. Yeah, so he's like, how did you two decide when your wedding would be? Ah, uh, yeah, that's music. right, and then Amy's like, I think it was actually based on my due date, and then, and then the music uh, they gets, leave, whoa. yeah, they leave, and then, and they uh, leave, and Amy says, Ricky, you're a jerk, and he goes, pick a date, and that's the end of the scene. Yeah, Dylan hate Ben says he forgot about the wedding, which oh, yeah, he, and I and, believe that I believe that he forgot he got fake bread, yeah, married or like it repressed it. Yeah, so Dylan, Dylan is very unhappy. She's like, she's like, you had, you had, oh yeah, what, what she says is, so if if we got married, it would be your third wedding. This is their first date. 
No, they're going to it's you know, they got a plan for their divorce. That is a hell of a thing to say. They yeah, got a plan right. for the so divorce. She, yes. Then she makes this face like she she's kind of like laughing about it like, "Oh my god, what am I getting myself into with this guy?" And she she turns to leave and then Bo- Ben pulls her back and they have their first kiss and she <laughs> says, "Did you ever have sex with Amy?" which is a great start to a relationship. And then Ben, yeah, Ben's like, "Oh, the reason I never told you about the wedding, I wasn't trying to like keep it from you. I just forgot about it." And then she's like, "Did you forget about having sex with Amy too?" And he goes, "Believe me, if I had sex with Amy, I'd remember." Oh my well, God. I mean, uh, uh, uh. and then what she says, "It is it." She says, so you've only had sex with Adrian? And he, and then he gets quiet and he goes, I spent a summer in Bologna. No, that never happened either. He did not have sex with Maria. <laughs> never happened. He canonically lost his virginity to Adrian. This Why never is he lying happened. He's like, I, I, gotta, I gotta make sure she thinks I'm cool. <laughs> if Brenda can All do right, this. All right, the truth is, I, Look, I, I went Sam, to the capital. I hate to tell you this. If Brenda can do this, and I know you've seen the whole show, but I'm telling you, you forgot the part where Dylan, or sorry, where Maria Mancini comes back and she's like, Ben, I have a son. Oh it is God. your son. <laughs> Me, <laughs> your son and I are getting along very well. <laughs> Why are you not in this family? <laughs> so. Why are sucks. you not in this family, Ben? <laughs> You gotta take responsibility for that Italian boy that you got. Anyways, um, oh man, <laughs> anything can happen on Brenda's show. Anything it doesn't matter. This is one of those anything shows. <laughs> so Kathleen is talking on the phone with George about this how she like doesn't want to be third conversation again, she wants on to the phone in this episode. I think in the in the sort of in the sort of wonderful traditions of you know all of our favorite religions, I think Kathleen is the most happy and enlightened person. Because, as the Buddha says, the more divorces you get, the better your happiness is. Kathleen, a, uh, well, Kathleen's not a Buddhist. She's that's a nudist. Margaret and Shaker. The Margaret, sorry, they're nudist funny. Buddhists. And that's why they're so sad, and that's why they need Buddhism, because they <laughs> have gotten zero divorces. Uh, so Nora tells George, uh, oh, this is the, again, George's on the phone with Kathleen. Oh, and Kathleen's like, oh, it was a mistake to get married, yay. And Nora walks Fuck in and you, does Jeff. the same thing again, where George, like, covers up the phone, and Nora is like, I just talked to Anne, and she's very happy. George, she's very happy. So you can be happy, too. And George is fucking busting nuts left and right on this trip to (laughs) Europe with her 15-year-old daughter. Ashley's, like, sitting in her hotel room staring at a wall. And then, and then George like opens her. her Anne is having like a fucking edging trip across Europe. She's a fucking woman on the verge. <laughs> Ashley got home alone. She's still in L.A. at the airport. So George like George, flips it. She's in the background of this scene. <laughs> she's fiddling with a setting chair, setting up traps. So George is like pulls out his thesaurus and he's like, "Hey Nora, do you know it's a synonym for happy, gay?" And then <laughs> he didn't. No, that was me, but I think that's Brenda you. would have loved to have written that line. Oh, man. That if seems like something, George. That was, yeah, that's one that I think I'm smarter than Brenda, because George should have said that. Like, yeah, not, so like, George, I don't think he should have said that, but. No, he shouldn't have. But George goes back to talking. George goes back to talking to Kathleen, and he says, I'm miserable too. I want to do my whole life over again. Or at least parts of it. Ding, 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 ding. The part, she says, me too. What? Remember, I feel, feel like I remember George and Kathleen was going to be a thing, and now it's like, finally it's going to happen. 
I mean, um, then I'm they, surprised it took them this long after how great their first relationship was, where she said that she felt just, like a slave, and then she went to a sock store and cheated on him with the president of the sock company. Well, she just Sam. What have I told you? It's good to cheat. She wanted a divorce because it's right, good to you're get right. divorced. It's good that she cheated on him. She cheated on him, and George cheated on Anne, so he could get a divorce because that's what the and then that's right because they wanted because Anne and George were gonna get remarried, right? And they were so excited <laughs> to get divorced. Didn't they? They went to the courthouse. They got their marriage papers. They just never signed it. And they got they jumped the oh gun and got God. a divorce before they were married. What a ridiculous Oops. fucking show! So, so Leo is over at Kathleen's. Camille's. Or, sorry, Camille's. It's they're very similar. Looking. Different blonde lady. Different blonde lady. Um, and she's like, "Don't come in. I'm upset that you married Betty because we hate Betty, even though she's so funny." Right? She's uh, like, "I I don't want to see you. I can't believe you were Leo's ever like, married to that woman. Like, what did what Betty is wrong do? with Betty?" Leo's like, "Look, I she's I, having I, this reaction now, which implies that it's something that Betty did in the scene that we saw her in." We I do. She went to college, uh, which Brenda hates. So Leo's talking about how, like, he, you know, he had a very sad. He lost his wife, and he was just him and his son, and he didn't have anyone else. Summarizes the show. He summarizes the show. He's like, Betty was fun, and then I realized Betty wasn't for me. And then he's like, and then, uh, and then he's like, but I told her not to stop by the house again unannounced. And then she says, and then Camille just says. I want to have kids. Yep, just just completely apropos of nothing. She just interrupts. Of, I want to have children. A lot of apropos of nothing in this episode, huh? And then she she so she says that, and then she says good night, Leo, and she closes the door on his face. Hell yeah! In so his face, Adrian, sorry, not on Adrian his face. Is sadly but then she opens at the door again, uh, yeah. and she says, "I love you, Leo." And then she closes the door in his face again, and then he walks away, going like, "Oh, I can't believe that she I can't believe that she loved that she wants kid. I already got two. So, uh, Adrian is sadly looking at her divorce papers. And, and she summarizes she, the show. She summarizes the show. Uh, this She's is not what I expected. She talks about her, says, the loss of her baby says, and how This it- is not what I expected my high school experience to be. <laughs> and then Omar's like, hey, you, you'll pick yourself up and go back to being that confident, we, arrogant we should, woman. <laughs> okay. We'll put a pause on that because I, I, we should, we should establish what Adrian, why she's having this reaction. She says, she, yes. She explains that, she she didn't think it would be like such a painful thing to see this marriage end. She feels like, like a loser for getting a high school divorce. Right. Also. She she spent she all of her like grieving was on on the the loss of their baby, so she didn't she's never really processed like the the falling apart of their relationship and now she's a she's a high school senior getting divorced and she feels like a loser. And then Omar says, "Yeah, I quote I know you, and once you admit to feeling like that, you'll pick yourself up and go right back to being the same confident and practically arrogant girl that you are. Say what you need to say. He just always knows the right thing to say. First of all, helpful. Yeah, helpful. Second of all, you've known her for like two weeks. You've you never her. seen her go through literally no, anything. shut the fuck up, dude. He completed her social link. He knows everything about oh her. Oh my god, you're right. That one conversation they had that one time, he maxed That's it like, out. oh, I bet, like, She will not fr- take like, a mortal blow for dude, him. It's, yeah, like, the first conversation is about, like, how she wanted to be a sex ed major, and then the second one's, like, about whatever. Fourth is about her baby, and then, like, the fifth is about her first love, the cancer guy. That's, like, the last one, and then they have, like, their, the big climax, and now he knows right, everything about her. Right, the one with voice her. acting. Yeah, and then now he knows everything about her. Yeah. So, uh, so... so she like she, talks about how she's like it's hard to become so confident. I feel like every time I pick myself up, I have I leave a piece of me splattered on the ground or whatever. And, and then he he's says, like, "Ben moved on, so why can't you?" His his exact words are, 
maybe there are some pieces you want to leave on the ground. Like Ben Boykovich. And I was like, oh, thank God he explained that because I literally had no idea what he meant by that. But doesn't he also say something about, like, well, Ben was able to move on? I don't, I don't remember. If he did say that, I didn't write it down. Whatever. Uh, Omar, Omar's like, Omar takes the envelope back Yeah, he outside. says, look, I'll put that envelope back outside and we'll move on together. Ugh. Like, why, why do you keep putting it outside? <laughs> the stiff breeze will send the, the, the divorce letters to God himself. Like, if you're gonna throw it out, fucking throw it out. It, re- it reminds me, but and I'm sorry But don't throw it do out, this. because you gotta get fucking divorced! I, well, don't you throw it out, but why... <laughs> make your choice. Make the bad choice of not signing the divorce papers, or fucking Just don't. Just being married to Ben forever. It um, reminds me of, and I'm, I'm very sorry to do this, but it reminds me of, a, uh, on Friends, uh... When Joey was reading the book Little Women, and, and he talks about s- throwing uh, whoever he dated on the Funny Show Friends out the window, yes, yeah, and it made the book the book Little Women made him so sad that he he like his way of dealing with it was to put it in the freezer. <laughs> what? It's a good. It's a good joke. That's it's funny. That's a pretty funny joke. Friends, Stick it in Friends the had some funny parts. I've never seen Friends, so I don't know anything about it. Oh, Thankfully. I was I was that normie. I've I know you were the friend. I remember your friend. You had you had Sorry. friends seen it. The board game. Oh seen God, it we did have friends. friends seen it. And I remember trying to play one time, and boy, did that not work out for me. Why bother playing friends seen it with me? Why? I mean, first of all, why would you do that if you'd never watched it? Because I was left out of everything. I was a sad boy. Yeah, and anyways, um, Jack. <laughs> oh no, it's this scene. Uh huh. So Jack is has followed. He's like escorted Grace home, um, and gr- the beginning of the scene is they <laughs> arrive back at the condo, and Grace says, and I quote, "Thanks for following me home. Thanks for following me home." And it's, um, also, that, by the way, that is not like a sarcastic. Oh, thanks for following me home, Jack. That is a literal like, thanks for following me home, Jack. Mm-hmm. And he like walks through the door. She thanks him for. They, she's like, "I like being friends with you, Jack, and I also like making out in the car." Like friends do, and then she yeah, says, very, it's, "Very natural delivery of that information." Yeah, and then Jack's like, she says something about like fucking the rules are different when you're in the car and everyone can see you or something, and you can't right. Which go I, I assume what that meant is it's like you're, when you're in a parked car, like it's it's an environment where you, you have can, no, you can make out, but you don't have to worry about Jack like trying to turn it into sex like well, he probably always did when they were dating. Well, you know, it and I happens. Mean, yeah, like I got some bad news for bad, you, Grace, about yeah, bad what it's like to be in a parked car in small town. But then Jack says, I wonder what the rules are like in there. And he points out, points to the door and she says, that's off limits for you. Yeah, Jack, then, she's clearly dying to fuck you. It's episode 90 fucking two. By kiss, the way, yeah. can we get, I want to give a quick refresher because, because this is the first time we've seen Jack and Grace in this episode since the last scene with them. So just to describe the, the cut here, imagine everything was out besides so Jack, that last, last scene and this scene. We see Jack what says, happens. we should have sex. Grace is very emotionally vulnerable about her dad. He says, let's have sex about it. And she's like, ugh. And then no, the she next just rolls her eyes. It's not really an ugh. It's yeah, okay, like yeah. a, she, uh, she rolls Jack. her eyes. But then the next time we see them, it's immediately after they make out. Do you think they're more than friends? Uh, Do you and think then there they, could be more? So then they start kissing again in the doorway, right? As Omar, Omar leaves, walks they don't out. And Omar literally puts the... <laughs> You can see him just set the divorce papers down on the ground next to the door. No, it'll need it here. It's fine. And then they finish kissing, and then she goes, Good night, friend. And then what happens, Jordan? <laughs> Jack just gives her a... She, you know, Jack's a footballman. 
And uh-huh. he does he considers a house sort of a, a locker room that you would sleep in. Uh-huh. So Jack he just gave her a congratulatory butt slap on the way in. That's surely just it's a friendly a, just gave her a normal smack on the ass. But the my favorite part and the, you got to post this. I don't know if we still do episode art, but this is so important I, that uh, everyone no, sees. I I don't I don't even know how to do that. Is on the Jack Jack makes I'll, I'll tweet it. What I can only describe as happy cuck face. It's happy cuck face. It's the same, like, lips together, hmm, but like, hmm. I feel like Lauren had a good happy cuck face joke. Let me control F. Cuck. (laughs) Alright, we were talking about, we were talking about, um, the... The only time that Jack has ever shown happiness, the, the only time he smiled in four seasons of this show, was after he smacked Grace on the ass. And I was like, oh my god, Jack is a fucking Tumblr dom. And then Lauren said, you cuck now. Okay. And, and people people who know Tumblr will appreciate that one. Anyways, Ricky and Amy are and in I said he, I said he doesn't, he, he's, I said, I don't make love, I cuck. Hard. That's That's good, that's good. Um, I think they're both good. You just don't have context. By the way, but one. I mean, I get the second one. The butt slap, disgraceful teen crime, happy cuck face, cool teen. <laughs> Finally. So, um, Ricky and Amy are in couch. They're kissing. He want, he decides that couch is for talking now. Um, <laughs> which, well, if it's, if it's about what he wants to talk about. Yeah. Well, Amy says we've done enough talking for one. Ryan. By the way, She's, this is, this is, this is immediately post sex for the record. Oh, yes. They did, they did fuck probably without a condom. And then he's like, uh, he's like, why don't you want to get married? And then Amy says, like, I can't believe what you fucking pulled this night, you little twerp. Uh, yeah, he, he's like, he's like, if you don't want to set a date, at least tell me why you don't want to. And then she explains, she <sighs> says, the truth is, Ricky, I've been thinking about it. And I just, I would feel like such an idiot getting married while, while I'm still in high school. And I'm like, oh, the thing that she said at the beginning of this plot line. Well, it's a control C, control V kind of moment. But what, what I don't get is Amy says uh, that if they get married in high school, she might also have to get divorced in high school. And I said, well, why did you want that? <laughs> this <laughs> right, is that's, uh, good, that's the part of growing up. Like a- Adrian is going through the same suffering right now. She doesn't know yet that that's what growing up is about. It's getting as many divorces as you can get. Yeah. Right? Ricky also tells Amy that she's been, quote, a little nuts since he gave Thanks, her the ring. Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, uh, Ricky. He says, why do you think we would get divorced? And she says... Look at my, look at my family. And he says, yeah, what about my family? What about my birth parents? And Ricky, that does not help. That's not making the case you seem to think it's making. He's like, he's like, everyone's parents are messed up, but we're John's parents. And then Amy's like, it's just scary. I don't want to get divorced. And then they do more kiss and then they, they turn light out for round two. Yeah, well, I think I think the reason that he brought up his birth parents is just because he's such a huge fan of making things about his man pain that he, he like puts, he puts that, uh, like over in priority he's like okay i want her to want to marry me because that's my main thing is me ricky that i want to get married as soon as I've possible always, i've always wanted that but more important than that is making this about me and my pain do you think so i'm gonna ricky... bring up my birth parents even though it makes the opposite of the argument that i wanted to make do you think ricky is like because like we know that amy trapped a dad right do you think like ricky has been trying to like get people pregnant so they'd have to marry him so he could get as many divorces as possible <laughs> Yes. All right. So Tom and Tom and uh, Jacob pull up to the fucking Stranger Things house, season three coming soon or whatever. Uh-huh. I did not. Uh, this it's, does it, not. It, 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 it it's is, like I swear to God. 
an absolute fucking murder house. There is a huge tubular like, bells is blasting. There's a big like keep out sign boarded over the front door. See, I was expecting this to go somewhere, but it didn't. <laughs> L- literally, the only thing is the joke is Jacob's like, I don't think this is it either, Tom. And Tom's like, stop putting pressure on me, Jacob, because GPS doesn't exist for this episode that they've talked about it before in the ex- in the specific context of Tom and driving. <laughs> and then, and and then says, like, yeah, I know, I know bus routes, not car routes. And then Jacob says, well, why didn't you follow the bus route to the condo? And he goes... Oh, you should have said that sooner. <laughs> then a, a police, a friendly cop, we love cops, shows up and he says... Not Peter oh, Panigan, no, unfortunately. Not a Peter Panigan. This is like Officer Shitigan. <laughs> nice. And, uh, good, and good he's job. just like, no one would pull up to the Robinson murder house unless they were the Robinson murderer. This is what's so weird, okay? Because they've been pulled up to this murder house. They're sitting in their car for like... Like a full minute. They I do. Would say. They do have their 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 fucking balaclavas on. So, <laughs> but then then the police car pulls up behind them, and they don't know it's a police car. The car pulls up, and they're like, maybe we can ask him for directions. We here's a, like, here's oh, a no, joke. A here's a car. joke only for you. But the officer comes up to the window and he says, "Why the funny faces? <laughs> What's with the funny faces?" <laughs> uh... So they're wearing their latex they're masks. Wearing, okay. They're wearing their jobble tops. And enough of that joke. Okay, so, so this is what's so weird, okay? Is there are there are three possibilities here, okay? These are these are the three reasons that this officer could be here. One is that they were like speeding or reckless driving or something. Like Tom was which, a bad driver. Funny. And that that yes. can't be it, because he he pulls up behind them like a little while after they park, and he doesn't have his lights or siren on. So that's not it. We can rule that out. He wasn't, like, following Tom doing bad driving. Two is that he, that Rachel, like, reported her car stolen to the police, Mm -hmm. and they put out, like, a fucking APB on it. Yeah, she used, uh, whatever the thing that Dylan's parents used to find, I don't remember what the thing's called. Uh, 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 Lojack. Lojack, yes. C, option three. Plot. Uh, is that... He he did police things at them for literally no reason, and it doesn't matter, and we don't need to think about it. And yeah, I that's think police, that, that's police for you. <laughs> and I think that that is exactly what happened because he never makes any comment about like, do you know what how the, fast you were going? Do you know why I pulled you over? You shouldn't be driving a stolen. That's the Nothing. police for you. That's and just no, what they do. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not defending the police. Sam loves but, cops. <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not but i'm pretty sure that police all like I, I don't know about always but i'm pretty sure they traditionally tell you why they pulled you over well you know i in don't Brenda's think that paradise I, and where plot police spe- specifically thomas white but i i don't think that they would just they would just be like all right hey kid license and registration and no more information than that is what we get and then uh jake Tom, jacob's like oh, i'm funny. gonna get deported yeah funny comment jacob goes we could go to prison for this, Tom. And then Tom goes, I was in prison anyway. A guest house with two kids. Do you get it? <laughs> I'm Brenda Hampton speaking through Tom here. I hate relationships and children. And then the police officer who's not Peter Panigan says, uh, sorry, officer, officer Shitigan, uh, <laughs> says license and registration. And Tom gives him his license, but it's a it's fishing license. But then, uh, then he's like, "Hey, aren't you Doctor Bowman's son?" Uh, uh, before before that, uh, 
Oh yeah, but, Tom Tom reveals it, he doesn't have a license. Yeah, Jacob freaks the fuck out. He's like, "Oh my god, like I I swear to god, officer shit again. I didn't know that he had a, that he didn't have a license. He he told me he did." And Tom goes, "Yeah, I say a lot of things." And then the officer is like, "Are you Dr. Bowman's son?" And then Tom says, "Yes, I we, am." We, and, and so, so is, he. is he. And that's the end of the scene. Then uh Ben and Dylan are doing a funny kiss at the door and Robert and Cecilia are like listening in. And oh, they're this like, is so comedy. Ben is like, comic, wow, I funny. nutted eight just, times just today. And then Dylan's like, I got teen pregnant and it was awesome. Ready for round 50. And then, then they open the door and point at Dylan and his parents and they say, fool, gotcha. You. Gotcha. They do Frank like a house. synchronized point. They got punked just like Ryan from high school musical. And yeah, then maybe we'll get to meet Ben. Maybe we'll get to meet Ben Kutcher. And then Ben, they like they're like oh you kids and then dylan leaves well well her mom is like that her dad is like her dad is like good night and slams good night george oh by the way that was their first kiss that they were having and then yeah their first uh, kiss uh and then ben does a little fist pump he does a little fist pump as if to say haha i totally nailed the first date and and i did i did nothing (laughs) objectionable to her parents even though her dad is furious at me right now no because here's the here's the success he pissed off dylan's dad dylan now knows about his fake wedding and his other wedding and is very jealous of him and he had that horrible humiliating moment with ricky and Dylan hacked into his security cameras. It was a good mission first date. Hell yeah. <laughs> that hey, is the mission hey, accomplished. Hey. Yeah. I have a question for you, Jordan. Yeah? Do you think that they're going to next episode have a moment where uh, where Bunny is like, Hey, I fucking saw the security footage and Ben goes, oh shit. Because uh, they I c- super didn't like do any, like they didn't fucking hack the feed. They just left. I could go either way. Okay. That's the episode, Brenda Vision. Hell yeah. Thanks, Brenda. Who's your favorite and least favorite character? I don't know why I'm asking that this week, but... That's fine. You're allowed to. Uh, my favorite character is Jacob. Uh-huh. I thought he was a nice boy this Good week. Good boy, Jacob. Yes. I mean, not that, not that Jacob hasn't been nice, just No, this is... but he was, like, he was, like, especially good He was episode. very nice. And least favorite is Ricky. Who is your favorite? Uh, probably Jacob, and least favorite is Ricky. Yeah, my, my least favorite is Ricky. My second least favorite is George. But if we have to go with someone else. That's true. We should do, we should do, because no, those are always going to be the worst. <laughs> yeah. If we have to do someone else, I think it's got it. For me, it's got to be Dylan. Dylan, bad. Camille, like, bad. Camille, bad. Dylan was just being like so evil for no reason. Well, she's, she's like, evil. Yeah, your ex. Did you ever do this? And, and did you ever gonna... do spaghettini and rigatoni? She and... fucking broke bad this week. She's like, and you're gonna take me to the. What do you mean broke bad? Yeah. She was always bad, didn't you remember? She did a funny weed. Yeah, a smokeless, evi- no evidence weed. Yeah, God, yes. Jesus fuck Christ. Dylan. That's, she's evil. That's the episode. Uh, Thanks. Do you have any questions this week? We do. We got. We got. Hold on. We got three. If you have a question, you can send it. It took you that long to count to three. Yeah, I'm very smart. If you got a question, it took me time to load the questions. If you have a question, you can send it to jurgenit.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We got one from Anonymous. This one says, please admit to one of your own disgraceful teen crimes live on podcast. How will you repent from Mogu? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, God. Here's what. Here, can I I tell you one? I got to get this off my chest. What I... (laughs) This is raw and real right now, but when okay. I was, like, 13, I used to, 
I used to have some role playing app on my fo- on my laptop that I used to do like edgy role playing on. Oh my god. What 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 exactly does that entail? Was it was it like- I, I think that the app was IMVU and I think I had a vampire dude that oh, I used to pretend no, to be a vampire. I didn't know this. I never talked about it before. I'm laying oh it out raw. I, now I you have to admit, IMVU. You have For anyone to- who doesn't know IMVU. It's, it's like Second a, Life, but you couldn't even do shit about shit. In well, it. it's it's not it's not the thing about it. It's not like Second Life, and th- that's what I thought is when I first saw it when I was in like middle school or whatever. I was like, oh, it's like a video game, but it's just an instant messaging service where you have a where little your dude. avatar is like a like a, a vampire. Person. You have like a character, like an edgy steampunk vampire. Right, so it's like it's an instant messenger service, except instead of just like words, it's two like characters in a room. Uh, Please so admit it, it really you, is like Second Life. If Second Life, you couldn't like do things. You just would stand in a place and talk. Now that I've laid it out raw, you gotta admit to your own big disgraceful teen crime. Okay, I think that this is one of the things that I'm most like embarrassed about from high school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And this is this is a very different. This is kind no of hate. This is no crime. no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. This is a very different kind of disgraceful teen crime. It's just something that I feel really weird and bad about to this day. Is that I had a I had a friend Matt, mm-hmm. uh, who I went to high school with, and uh, I don't know how this happened, but I never like brought lunch to school. I never brought like money for lunch to school in my in my. I think it would have been my junior year. Mm-hmm. Junior year? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and somehow, the deal that I made with my friend Matt was that we were in Japanese class together, and we we came to an agreement where I would help him in Japanese class in exchange for him buying me a cookie at lunch every day. Was that just what and, you ate every day? And I didn't, I didn't really help him, <laughs> but he did buy me a cookie every day that year. How much I were the did, cookies? I, I don't know. I didn't pay for that. Fair enough. <laughs> but I did I did eat a cookie from my friend Matt every day for a year, and that was my entire lunch for a year. Yikes. I had a really bad lunch for most of high school as well, but that's a story for another day. No um, no offense to Matt. He was literally my only friend. All of, all of the people that I knew were in another lunch that year, so it was just me and Matt. And if he thanks, was ever Matt. sick that day, then I would sit at the table with all of his friends and not talk. I'm sure our mom would love to hear that, so that's why I'm going to recommend this episode of the podcast. Oh yeah, she'll. I think she'll mine be was definitely like an worse than yours, but I'll... I think mine was also significantly younger than yours was. <laughs> anyway, I did also punch a kid in the head once. <laughs> Haven't who among us hasn't? Here's one from friend of the show, magnificent Sapcaddy, who says, "What would the, be the teens boggarts?" Now, here's the thing about the, the J.K. Rowling's... <laughs> a, a boring desk job. Yeah, exactly. Is The thing about Boggarts is that, depending on what character it is, it can be a boring desk job or the corpse of all of your children lined up in front of you. <laughs> so, like, like Marsha... Grace's could be, like, like, like Lupin's moon, but it's, like, a plane blowing up in the sky and then, like, Marshall's What's charred that? corpse. Or it could be, like, Jack making cuck face at her. Like, you, you, you know, it's it doesn't... Let's do okay. Let's do the main. Yeah, well, let's let's just do it. Let's just do it. So Ricky Ben, ben is fucking. I don't know, like George disowning or not George. His father George Leo like disowning him and him no, not having any money. I don't. No, think it's it's so. Amy think... and Ricky having sex in front of him. I'll tell you what it is. Hmm. It's Ben alone 
while while women are pregnant and single. <laughs> or I got two. It that's like his that's like his kids dead in front of him, Boggart. And then his desk job, Boggart, is Bunny telling him to go to work. <laughs> oh no! Ridiculous. Um, uh, Amy's would be Ricky. Ricky. Ricky's. Ricky. Would Ricky be- and her dad high fiving. Ricky would be like all of all of the characters on the show turning against him. I guess. <laughs> like we're not. No. Gonna put yeah. Up yeah. That, that would literally. Ricky's. Ricky's would be like like literally anyone in the show being like cut the shit, Ricky. Like season one, George to Ricky again. Right. That's like his greatest fear. Yeah. And um, and obviously George's would be that he has to marry Anne because he hates that. Uh, Ravens would be a sweaty ninja. <laughs> Moving on, anonymous. Last one from anonymous. He says, "Any ideas for a slope themed Halloween party? Games, snacks, bobbing for teen divorce papers. Who's the scariest character you could dress up as?" This is from Roy, and I think this is a very timely question here in the month of July. Yeah, with, to a, a question asked to at least one person who has perhaps never been to a party. I've never been, think, to a I've been to a Halloween party. Um, now I think it wouldn't be bobbing for apples. It'd be like pin the signature on the divorce paper, <laughs> and then you would just you would just put the game outside and not play it. Uh. <laughs> um, for snacks, obviously, um, you know, date shakes. Uh, yeah, uh, date shakes. Jeff's and... the only bar and grill catering food, <laughs> and then uh, pizza from from whatever where every every pizza the money goes to the school there would be one room where all of the the illicit teens would go to smoke completely inactive weed they would they wouldn't go to smoke weed they They just just go to hold it weed it's like the nathan for you uh selling beer to minors gimmick where you can hold (laughs) it and take pictures with it you take a picture of it and then when it's legalized you're allowed (laughs) to come back and pick it up all those years later Who's the scariest character you could dress up as? Uh, I don't want to say Ricky, because, like, Ricky's going to be there. Well, it's a mm. themed party, so uh, Ricky's not going to be there. Is there anyone scarier than Ricky? Well, Ricky loves parties. and Ricky involved. loves parties, and, and um, well, no, he hates parties. Remember, he didn't want to go to the party until he did. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't. Uh, he I, did. I think um, I would dress up like a sweaty, sweaty, smelly ninja. A sweaty That's ninja? A, yeah, <laughs> like I'd put, like, oh, my, oh, like I'd put water all over my oh, arms. Oh, no! And, the world has oh. gone mad. That's Ninja scary... sweat. They can't do that. Ninjas what is your don't scary... sweat. What is what your is scary? This? Oh, dude, and your scary costume could be Al Gore. Oh no! But, like, what if Al Gore was ugly and not fuckable? <laughs> <laughs> That's all of our questions. Thank you so much for those Thank bangers. You. Let's do our end of the uh, show spiel. Find us. Yeah, you can find us at twitter.com slash jurgenit, jurgenit.tumblr.com, twitter.com slash posistressesme, twitter.com slash Jordan. You can find our Discord on any of our episode posts. You can join the Discord, chat with us about chat topics, and you can look at our fucking funny pictures of Jack making happy, happy cuck, cuck face. face. I, I, I gotta make that an emoji, huh? Happy cuck face to Jack. Sorry. <laughs> Just came up with that one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, we have a uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash jurgenit, where you can get all of our bonus content for $1, uh, all of our readings of The Secret Diary of Ashley Jurgens, all of our fan fiction readings, all of our Circle Jurg episodes, uh, our episodes of our new series, The Grant High School Exchange Program, where we, we will watch and discuss various high school movies. Next up is going to be Cyber Seduction, His Secret Life, uh, which will be... His Secret Life in- of the American Teenager. Three weeks or so, I think. I think so. Three, four weeks. 
I don't have have time. We'll figure it out. Uh, $5 gets you all that, plus a special shout-out in the podcast, as well as you can send in a message for us to read in Ben Voice, ASMR optional. Mandatory. Mandatory, no. Uh, $10 gets you all that, plus uh, the ability to listen in on the recordings live while we do them, and you can hear all of the coughing. Yeah. So thank you to our $10 and $5 donors. Take it away! Yeah, I was trying to think if there were any jokes that I'll certainly be editing out of this. And there are, I just don't remember what they are. Uh, thank you to, thank you, bleh. Thank you to our 10 and $5 subscribers, Valerie W., Destryhawk, H. Cabe, Stephanie Ruff, Dr. B. Dandy, The Smoking Dad, Colby, PR The Disaster, and Alexander, Grass Dragon, Corbett. Thank it's you. good. It's good to me. To see it. And I like it a bunch. It's good. You can find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com, an easy-to-spell URL that isn't Jurgenit. It's kind of the uh, go-to-jo.org of Jurgenit. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, just just like go-to-jo redirects to freeform.com or whatever. How do you fucking spell uh, freeform.go or whatever? Uh, Secret Life Pod will direct you to noisespace.xyz, our podcast network, hosted by our, our good friend Matt uh, Thanks, Matt. Who did not buy me cookies in high school. Different Matt. Uh, and, sorry? I said different Matt. Different Matt. Not same, same Matt. Nodding. Same Matt. You, you can find other such wonderful podcasts there as The Stick. Uh, Island Shuffle. Giants Confirmed. Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. Henry Kissinger is Pokemon and going to die. Duh. And, ooh, ooh, are you ready for this? Oh, hey, isn't Hamsteak on, uh... Yeah, we got a new out. one. Welcome aboard Hamsteak. Welcome Hamsteak. A Homestuck podcast. Where you can go by, to for all of your forbidden jokes about the forbidden webcomic that will not be named. By good friend Alex Leaf Crunch. Yeah, Alex. Yay. New new podcast. New podcast. New podcast. Grows. It is hungry. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for iTunes reviews, whatever the fuck. Telling your friends. Uh, telling your family telling our mom what we're doing emailing me your social security number just anything you feel like doing uh it's all good but most Um, importantly thanks brenda and like we always say time to sit some boundaries (laughs) time to sit some boundaries fair dink of its time I'm going to edit out all of that out. All of that. Unacceptable. Crime. All 15 minutes of us doing Australian voice. (laughs) Oh no. There were some fair dinkum jokes in there. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Brenda. Get her done. Get it on. Brenda Vision. American Teenager Radio.